0: Welcome back to Probably About Politics, this episode, Political Parties. What's the purpose? Who are they? And why you might join one. Plus, two cool things. We're back. Summer School. It's not over yet. Episode 4, Season 2 of Summer School, coming at you, regarding political parties how fun are they really
1: um oh yeah i think it depends on the political party i think there's a real spectrum
0: and aren't they too old for clowns
1: Mm, why are they
0: all filled with clowns then (laughs) daily
1: wow that was a that's a joke that was that was a good joke wow
0: shots i'm laughing literally all politicians immediately
1: (laughs) i you know i may have a suggestion for the party that you could join once we proactively start joining parties because we're just gonna talk about that now
0: proactively start joining parties <laughs> there, look, i looked it up
1: you're it's an honor system at least in canada you're not supposed to join more than one but you can <laughs> i looked it up too <laughs> i wanted to know
0: i was like oh man why don't we just join all the parties and then see who will uh, who will accept us for who we are
1: Look, how do you know? You got to try on the shoe, you know?
0: Turns out it costs money to join them, so I'm not going to be joining all of the political parties, (laughs) except for the liberals. They're free.
1: Yeah, Um, and depending on the province, the NDP might be free. Mm, Right. Probably won't be. Because
0: because the NDP are federally and provincially like sort of the same thing and don't have their own. So it's like a different provincial system to get into the federal one. Yeah. No matter where you are. So... That is super not useful at all, NDP. Why no. are you acting that way? You're definitely I mean, maybe make it makes it, sense.
1: Yeah. And it's going to make it so much harder for us to convince you that you should join, dear listener, join a political party.
0: I think one reason why it's hurting them, and this is not what we're talking about this episode, but here's my opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As an expert, I was on a I was on a website and I mm-hmm. looked up political parties, how much does it cost to join? Mm-hmm. And there was, like, the Liberal Party of Canada costs free, and here's the link to join. Mm -hmm. The Conservative Party costs, like, $15, and here's the link to join. And then it was like, the NDP costs who knows, and no (laughs) link because there are 10 different provinces you can join through. I was like, okay. Either this this webmaster has an axe to grind (laughs) with the New Democrats, or uh they just lost out on a member potential member because i'm just gonna click on a link and join whoever and it was between the conservatives (laughs) and the ndp
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i was um uh i was i think looking at the same website as you um and then like i saw this and i was like well i guess i should go double check and i've now like like for membership, a lot of the time you kind of have to like go through the process of putting like your name in. I didn't oh. actually join any, but um, I'm very concerned that like I've now put my name on these. I know that they're electoral rules, but it felt weird Oh, no, through. don't
0: worry. You don't have to join to get Andrew Shear's texts. He'll just <laughs> yeah. send them right to your <laughs> phone at 8 a.m. We all love that, Andrew. Thanks a lot. Keep sending yeah. unsolicited text messages directly to everybody's pockets. Everybody's so stoked. Okay, this is Uh, exclusively an opinion podcast now, (laughs) (laughs) and i got to turn my (laughs) mic down because I'm just yelling at Andrew Shear for the next three hours.
1: But that was, uh, yeah, you know, I just love uh, an unsolicited message about the carbon tax. It's whatever. I, I, look. Political parties
0: (laughs) and ways that yours shouldn't be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... Okay. I think yeah, we're not getting into it, but they definitely do things that aren't great as well. So don't. <laughs> if you want a whole episode of things that political parties do that aren't great, we could do that sometime. Okay, and let us know.
0: No, okay. So obviously we have them, and they do some dumb things like having weird registration requirements or just being so insufferably terrible. <laughs> Why do we have them? <laughs> What is the purpose?
1: I mean, it's so. um, For those of us who um, listen to the Greek episode, you remember that we went all the way back in history. And I think, arguably, with political parties, you're doing the same thing. It's still like we've, we've always had like factions. And then, sort of, I think, into the late 1800s, early 1900s, we start to really see that develop into the formalized like party system. But there's always been like different religious factions or families and that are mm. vying for influence right mm-hmm. um True. and it's, so it's like it's just like and by breaking down in this way i think it just gives you an easy way to like see how groups of people might identify it makes you identifiable as like a group who agrees with these certain pieces and like you might not agree on everything but broadly i know that this group of people in a generalized way believe this or are supportive of this etc that sort of thing so so that yeah that's why we have though it's it's um i think it's just like i mean the it it makes it easier to work together and it makes it easier to know who that person is working with
0: and i i've heard about this we i haven't really heard about this in relation to canadian political parties Mm -hmm. um but I mean, you hear about it in the states all the time within their political parties, like factions within the party. Mm -hmm. When you have like the Tea Party Republicans and various other groups that aren't as fun to say, yeah, Uh, and like the 1912 committee or whatever in the in the United Kingdom uh, in their in their Conservative Party, in kind of a way where political parties would seemingly at the beginning. Right. We just have these kind of factions that are loosely assembled. Mm -hmm. Why are there then and has it always been this way that political parties kind of have factions within factions or is that more because political parties are so more so much more ingrained? Like if you ran in the United States as like a Tea Partier for president Mm -hmm. or for like governor or for like a member of the House uh you would de- you just definitely not you definitely not win but if yeah. you run as a republican who identifies
1: <laughs> as a tea
0: party member <laughs> yeah it may it, it may hurt your chances <laughs> but <laughs> at least at least you have like a name brand associated with you
1: yeah i mean i think like it, to a degree you're answering your own question yeah there has always been factions because it's easier to get in based on like on what we know like it's easier to get in if we know something about you already so there's assumed base level that we know a lot of like i think you see this um like the liberals made kind of headlines for saying like if you don't support abortion rights you can't be a candidate like so okay i already know this about in theory this is what i already know about liberal candidates now there's always some maybe somebody who says that they're not going to do that etc and there's deviations to the degree with which they support abortion right access for example like they don't have to be not everybody is as uh, i guess quote-unquote liberal about it within the (laughs) own part your own party but it does identify it becomes an identifying factor Now, i guess not and i not all parties sort of have these like baseline things you have to agree on so that probably creates more factions but like yeah it sort of becomes like You're essentially, like, in a situation like Canada, in a situation like the United States, any country that's big like that, you have people who are from wildly, like, different regional locations, different geographies, um, probably uh, different cultural backgrounds, all trying to, like, agree on something. So you sort of strengthen um, party identity based on, like, a set of principles, presumably that you have. reveal uh like agree on and then it just you gotta keep building on those and it just eventually becomes self-fulfilling that we all like we are together and identifying so like I think to a certain degree like there was the principles that we agreed on and they were like we all agreed on them um and that was what united us and then eventually I think it becomes more about I am a conservative and the prince it can become I my identity is with being conservative and then the principles of being conservative come uh, second to that because it's sort of just been compounded like through generations and just general offhand understanding of who you are. I don't know if that that makes sense. But yeah yeah
0: it's it's kind of like if there's a center right party and a center left party for that mm-hmm. kind of final point it's do you choose? Which one do you choose to join if you are kind of feeling a bit of both? Mm -hmm. And do you just join one that's kind of closer to your ideology and try to move that party from the inside? Mm -hmm. Or do you join a party that is generally further away from you, but Mm -hmm. has like a faction within it that aligns very closely with what you believe, even though the actual policy that generally comes out of the party might be further away from what you believe. But, so it seems like, at least in Canada, political parties are a necessary evil. But mm-hmm. in some places, like in the United States, you could run for president as an independent mm-hmm. and win, or you could run for governor as an independent and win. like theoretically, your Theor- name can yes. be on the ballot. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: theoretically, I mean, it is.
0: Yeah. It is practically right impossible. Mm-hmm. But like independents run for president, and they can be president of the United States, or you mm-hmm. can run for governorship as an independent and win. Mm -hmm. Or you can run uh, for a Congress uh, position and win as an independent. Um, So it's not... So political parties aren't really baked into the actual fabric of government Mm -hmm. um, in the same way that political parties are baked into the actual fabric of government of the United Kingdom or of Canada.
1: Mm -hmm. Where uh, like
0: we... Like political, like the you can't just vote for the prime minister, as we talked about in our last summer school. Mm-hmm. The prime minister is just the leader of the biggest party and they are special mm-hmm. and have different privileges. Yes. And so we may have talked about this a little bit in like presidential systems and non presidential systems previously mm-hmm. and stuff, but can we like talk a little bit about that right now or can you give a succinct, wrapped up answer of why? Like, what, what is the main difference between the two kind of ideas?
1: Oh, like the idea that one, that you could run, like, it's not inherent that you have to be associated with a party in the U.S. Uh, versus... Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think it's, it. yeah, so it's not as, I, you, I'm just sure trying to think of how to phrase it just a second. yeah um, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, so it's important, it is, like, important to note, like, as you you sort of, you, you did imply, um, like, that, like, I think in the idea that parties are no longer, like, in, ingrained into the uh, U.S. Uh, governing system is a little unrealistic, like, practically, they are very necessary, nobody's going to do anything, Um unless you know or the, if they're republican they're not going to do it unless the republican does but I mean it's just it's it's this the actual structure of the parliamentary system is such that um like in theory the prime minister like the prime minister comes from the party um whereas um and and this does like the Democrats and the Republicans in the u.s do put up a candidate but like once he is in he or she is in as president like they as a party, they can't take him out, him or her out. Um, so, whereas in theory, if Trudeau was not doing his job or or was doing a very bad job or something, he he could in theory be replaced. Um, also, the parties you you get power based on. Um, like your all the the Senate, uh, the Senate is shaped by parties. the The Speaker of the House is shaped by parties. Mm-hmm. The all the committees that get to uh, effectively make laws and re- and and determine what laws will like research laws and that sort of thing are shaped by parties in power, and that's how you are represented. I think uh, by and large, this is what is also happening in the U.S. But um, yeah. But it's it's I think in part because there's such a strong two party system, in in it's yeah it's it's essentially I think you can't really say that the U S doesn't inherently need parties they uh it's so ingrained that in somebody is either a Republican or Democrat I think in you know it's much more of a factional like historical family or religious identity version of parties but
0: but is that it would seem to me from the outside, just glancing at the two, mm-hmm. it would seem as though, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later and why you might join a political party probably, mm-hmm. but it would seem as though not having political parties baked in is mm-hmm. more democratic because just this week, <laughs> Boris Johnson mm-hmm. is now the prime minister of the United Kingdom. Uh, yeah, Despite having received no votes from anybody, Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was no election. He's just now the prime minister. Then that comes with special privileges, even though, I mean, people did vote for him. Mm -hmm. Members of the party voted for him. But and he did receive votes to then to also be a member of parliament. Yeah. And so there is like he is as legitimate a prime minister as any other prime minister? Potentially, mm-hmm. I mean, by like the amount of democracy involved, yes, you could quantify it. Even though he didn't have to de- debate anybody else who wanted to be prime minister, he never had to stand behind a podium. Yeah, um, but in an American system, or in the American system, that wouldn't happen.
1: Um, yeah, no, because you can't force an election in the American. Yeah, you system. wouldn't just get like a
0: su- <laughs> you would, but they didn't even have to force an election, right? No. Like you wouldn't yeah, just but- get a surprise prime minister out of like oh any member of congress can be the new can be the new president of the united states
1: yeah no and uh, yeah because yeah you in the parliamentary system in theory you can you if 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 boris johnson's party the conservative party um didn't have enough seats then yes it would it probably would have been forced to an election and in theory Mm -hmm. it could still be forced to an election if he can't pass the things he wants to pass so there's there's like that level of precarity but there is also the element that yeah like if you get enough seats then you can switch up your leadership you can switch all of your cabinet members you can switch committee like anything pretty much you can do so i I guess there is like yeah a balance of uh, trade-offs in the powers like the the president in the u.s should effectively be able to make it through four years um it is very hard to get him out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and if a republic like the the democratic and republican tents are much i think much broader because there's only two parties so you can believe wildly different things and agree on almost nothing and be in the same party as yeah as somebody um or you could yeah you could leave and sit as an independent and in and for your term that does not really matter you don't have to rerun or anything. Things are just sort of set. But um whereas yeah, you might yeah, you, you, the, these shifts within the uh, a parliamentary system could force an election, could force by-elections. Um but because it is so dependent on the balance of parties in order to keep governing.
0: I'm just thinking now about if political parties like if, like we could have, like if Justin Trudeau stepped down, we would just, we could just, the uh, liberals would just elect new leadership and yes. we would have a new prime minister. Yes. And I'm just imagining if other like governing bodies were like that, mm. like if a Supreme Court judge <laughs> stepped down and then just like the liberal judge hierarchy below mm. just decided, Hey,
1: <laughs> <for this> guy <laughs> <We're>, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. Never mind that guy. Let's get a new Supreme Court justice that we just decide on as like a bunch of well, other lower level, like provincial judges. They all choose one.
1: Well, it's because we let the prime minister. That doesn't happen because we let the prime minister, somebody who could be so replaced, choose our judges <laughs> for us. But yeah, I think um, I mean, the Canadian situation, I think, is a bit interesting um in that i think if something like that happened with trudeau it would be hard to say whether or not there'd be another election even in a more majority system because we look to the u.s so often Mm -hmm. that it would be considered a quite an upset to just change the leader like that there is a i think the identity of our parliamentary system is always um, a mix between the uh, British parliamentary system and the U S parliamentary system or the U S government, like presidential system. And what we think as a public is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think I'm sure in the UK, the idea that Boris Johnson became prime minister well, while well, maybe objective after objective, Theresa
0: May became prime minister in the exact a same similar name. way. Yeah. It's, it's much over more... the exact same issue. almost, <laughs> yes, Right. <yeah>. It's all.
1: <laughs> uh, and you see it in, in Australia as well, they've also uh, go through sometimes many uh, leadership changes without an election. Um, mm-hmm. But they have a lot more distance from the U.S. So, uh, so I think it, it it's sort of an interesting conversation about how much Canadians would accept um, such easy sort of leadership major leadership changes. And uh, they have, but it's it is certainly different. And I think
0: we got Kim boring. Campbell out of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that went super well. and Nobody has a bad thing to say about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we've already been alluding uh, a lot to this next point, I guess, of who they are. Mm-hmm. But kind of maybe a brief primer for anybody who's been super lost up until this point. <laughs> yes. Who, who are they? What What are the main kind of political parties in Canada other um, than like the rhinoceros and communist party?
1: all right all right um so yeah the there's sort of i think we can agree that we'll we can maybe cover five of them (laughs) because there are like 13 i think like registered ones but look i think five is the relevancy sort of spectrum Look, i'm
0: starting a timer okay you got 30 seconds for each party let's go
1: okay Uh, so liberals probably the party that uh, our international uh, listeners will be most familiar with because they are in power right now Um, they're the oldest most historical uh, historically successful party and they're generally a central party now more shifting more central left Uh, yeah and their, their slogan is like um, the true or something like the true governing party of Canada or something like that. So y- they've been in power a lot and for long periods of time. Um, the, conser- the
0: true uh, governing party of Canada.
1: Yeah. It's something like that. It's, it's uh, okay. It's Wait yeah.
0: One second. How it's do it's you not find their
1: slogan. This? It's I. slogan. slogan's the wrong word. It's something that Motto? they say about themselves. It, like it's something that they like to say as the party. And uh, you can see the argument for it. Like they, uh, we have, There was one, at least one prime minister had twenty years in office. Like,
0: <laughs> okay, listen. I'm on the Liberal Party of Canada Wikipedia page, and they have no motto I, I said or the slogan. slogan.
1: Is wrong. I think, I think slogan is wrong. I think it's more something that liberals say.
0: <laughs> uh, listen, liberals are <laughs> the Liberal Party. Come on, we can't be giving like, out Liberal Party. Fake The Liberal Party of
1: Canada. Members of the Liberal Party of Canada. I'm sure the official website is not saying that (laughs) they're...
0: The the official website says support hashtag positive politics.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) But look, you're really blowing my timer to shit here. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, hey, this is
0: a G-rated podcast.
1: Apologies, you're really blowing... (laughs) (laughs) my timer to crap here
0: okay let's go uh conservative party of canada
1: okay conservative party of canada uh contrary to what you would assume is actually canada's newest party it was founded in 2003
0: yes because they were like hey we have too many little factions yeah put them together
1: (laughs) yeah uh we're not gonna win any elections by being the progressive conservative party and the canadian reform conservative and uh, conservative alliance. So let's uh, put them together and and become the Conservative Party of Canada. Um, this was done under the uh, Harper government, which was the one before yes. the Trudeau government, and probably another name our international listeners might recognize.
0: Which Stephen Harper, a very successful, uh, campaigner. Yes. The guy in like what eleven years or nine years or something had like f- won like four elections. Yeah.
1: But I mean, that's the Canadian like political like that's how it works. You you we rule for they have we have prime ministers for a long time, and then everybody's like, why don't we have term limits? And then it's like, no, we're not getting term limits. And,
0: yeah, why yeah. do you, you don't need term limits? The guy's going to win an election every two years. because He's going to have <laughs> non-confidence votes and turn it into a majority. What yeah. is this anyway? Also, what a legacy the guy starts a party.
1: Yeah, he starts well, a party and it's
0: combines parties after starting a party.
1: It's uh, yeah, it's it's either the party it has in the la, in since he started it either been the opposition party or the party in power. Um, mm. uh, and, and he, look
0: where they are now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now they have Andrew Shear as their leader. Andrew um, Shear?
0: Who we're okay, we're no, we're not we're not talking about leadership yet. That's why you might want to join the new Democratic Party.
1: Well, do we not want to know that the conservatives stand for low taxes, smaller government? We were at like 55 seconds, Kayleigh. Okay, okay, I'm moving on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The new Democratic Party uh, is uh, formerly the Cooperative Commonwealth Federation. Wait, can Um, I
0: just say that was very Canadian politics or someone says, yeah, but what about the NDP? And then somebody says, wait, we're not going to keep talking about the conservatives? (laughs) (laughs) And you just talk over the NDP tower like, oh, time's up. Let's go Uh, to the Greens. Who cares? (laughs) Um,
1: Anyway, it was originally a doctrine socialist party um, that was dedicated to the democratic overthrow of the capitalist system. So, you know, they had they have since moderated considerably um, to sort of a direction of social democratic society, mixed economy, They're pro-government uh, regulations and, and that sort of thing, but they're considered to be quite modernly, quite similar to the Liberal Party. They hold a mm-hmm. center-left position. Leaders, Jagmeet Singh, um, did that fit the time quota? They've also yeah. never been in uh they've never formed government uh, no
0: but they came close when michael Ignatieff <laughs> led led but, the liberals to a rousing defeat <laughs>
1: yeah, a spectacular defeat yes and and that and that was yeah they were the first uh yeah they, they were they got to be the the first time they got to be the opposition party generally they are considered the third party of canada mm-hmm.
0: um, that, and saw great success under jack Layton. yes and, um after his passing uh lost a lot of um support especially in quebec
1: yes a lot of support and a lot of momentum i think yeah Mm -hmm. there was excitement behind the leader and then how did they rebuild from it they they struggled to find uh the new identifiable face which i think is a is a big part of any political system uh, they're
0: looking for the new democrat anyway (laughs) (laughs) speaking of momentum and excitement is it going to be the block or is it going to be the Greens? Let's go with the Greens.
1: Okay, we're going Greek. I, I mean, yeah, the Green Party of Canada. Um, they've been around for like 30 years and they used to be like a single party, like a one a one issue party. Like, it was like exclusively uh, focused on the environment and the political issues relating to it. Um, which um, you will find, I think, in any situation where you are a single-issue party, you won't gain a lot of traction. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think they got a seat until 2011. That was when they got their first member, I think. Um, Yeah, Elizabeth May is their leader, um, and she has been for quite a long time. Uh, She
0: was like a zygote, I believe. (laughs) Like eight cells, Elizabeth May, leader of the Green Party. Yeah,
1: she's she's never (laughs) left. She's uh, from... (laughs) from birth a green party member um but yeah she's a i mean canadians most canadians would know her she's quite a recognizable political face at this point um but yeah they're like they're sort of i guess if you're wanting to like classify parties um the green party is definitely like that sort of like the outsider party who's like trying and they they're really like pushing their status as the outsider like that they're demanding the end to the old same old ways and i think you'd probably classify the liberals and the conservatives as same old ways parties like in 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 the green party perspective <laughs>
0: and nicely was again, forgetting about the ndp <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i the ndp are harder to classify because they are the third party but i think in the last 10 years they've getting to be the opposition i think that means you have to move away from being like the rabble-rousing outsider who's always rallying against government and the people who are running it and, and yeah. the politicians um, you can't be so
0: pugnacious tom
1: <laughs> look tom is not relevant anyway he's gone he's not he's not there
0: <laughs> he just he just writes scathing commentaries for the globe and mail <laughs> regarding Ooh. the leadership of the party he left
1: oh this is going to be painful for international listeners
0: <laughs> who the hell's tom <laughs> look up. yeah canada small right we could just look up canada tom and that should work it might that's your cousin <laughs> it honestly might um, uh, but yes no the bloc quebecois
1: um yeah. So, uh, the the Bloc Québécois are so yeah another type of party that we have at the national level. Um, they're uh, the uh, nationalist, like a national political party that's like openly supporting Quebec separatism, and that's like their big issue. In addition to like expressing like like Quebec sovereignty and Quebec's rights at the federal level, and advocating for that. Yeah,
0: um, I don't think so much now necessarily sovereignty. Mm, per I mean, se.
1: <laughs> they've had it as, as with every party, <laughs> as the public opinion has has moved. You you must also yeah. move with it. But I mean, I think still at the core, like it's like it's very much like maybe we're not doing it now, but separatism, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So I, I think, it, but like, yeah, ultimately, it's about it's a party that's like there to stand up for Quebec. Hmm. um and and
0: ever since quebec got their nationhood why would they have to be a sovereign (laughs)
1: um but yes no so they're they're there and they're never going to be the biggest party um because they don't run
0: candidates even in enough seats to win even a minority government
1: no and (laughs) yeah and like uh, so you could argue that they're a one-issue party but i think it's like it's different they couldn't really like the green party has widened their platform to be yeah. more uh, comprehensive and and could work for anywhere in Canada, whereas the Bloc Québécois is like, really, this is only Quebec. We can only yeah,
0: they're not called the Bloc Vancouver.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. <man>. <laughs> <laughs> so, why you might join a political party? Ah. So far, it seems like the parties, they choose who's in the who's their leaders, they choose who runs. And then, you know, if you want to choose somebody else, make your own political party and get away from mine.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think it's so there's a there's a few reasons. Like, I I just like, I read an article that was saying, like, if you like you want to make radical change, it's in joining the political parties that like because they make decisions about. What their platform is going to be, who's going to be their leadership, who's the leadership of like the party, and then who's the leadership of like the the, the who they're running in political office uh, for political offices. Um, you get and you get to go and vote and participate. Like you have rights as a member of that party to influence how that party will operate. Um, like there's a lot of I think a sense like, just globally, and, and then, and that, so that doesn't exclude Canada in that, that, like, the political parties are just, like, in it for the vote, and they don't care about the issues of the people necessarily, um, or they're not coming to the people for the issues, but, like, that, I think it's kind of, like, uh, the parties are inherently, like, just a, a loose agreement of what the group of people who can support them will, will support, so it, requires you to go and participate in what the loose agreement that we all agree on is um, uh, and the only way to to influence that is to participate and in a, fortunately for us in a country like Canada like that is, not that hard to do if you really want to. I mean, I know we we kind of made a stink about it earlier, but you you can become a member. You get rights to go to the convention. Most of them have either you yearly or biannual conventions where they decide major platform like issues, what will be voted on in the federal election, um, and the direction that they're going to go.
0: Because and we talked about this in the prime minister episode that we recently did, and that like the prime minister only gets voted on by. Fifty thousand or hundred to one hundred fifty thousand people in their home riding, right, mm-hmm. and that chooses who the prime minister of the country is. Yeah, but even less than that, at a party level, yeah, you can have most of them have alternative vote systems or ranked ballot systems to determine the party leadership, and only like a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand people cast a cast a ballot to determine the leader of the political party and so you need seventy thousand votes yeah to actually win (laughs) to actually win uh the the prime ministership um at, at a party leadership level which is so crazy it's like yeah only depending on the number of people on stage for a for a uh for a debate during the election cycle you'll have the people up there getting being represented by as a, at a total maybe a million canadians being members of political parties yeah. who actually voted for them mm-hmm. like seventy thousand each <laughs> actually <laughs> supporting them so it's like 300 000 votes yeah and that and then these are the people that represent and this is what everybody watches and it, it's just which is like exactly why you'll want to join because you can turn your voice into one of the seventy thousand that's going to support this, yeah. rather than being somebody commenting on a CBC article, <laughs> complaining <laughs> well, about stuff.
1: Yeah, it's like and membership is membership is low and and they want you to be their members because a lot of the time mm-hmm. they get all their money from having a lot of their money from having membership. Um, yeah. Yeah, membership is low. It's like, I think one thing said like 11, around 11%. And, and and like you were saying, that's, yeah, so that's maybe a million Canadians at the end of the day for each party, uh, or for like, for all the parties like together. But you gotta also consider like, who are those 11%? Like, they're not just like me who has a fairly moderate opinion. They're somebody who has probably has like an issue they yeah. really want to go and push. <laughs> um, and that's that, but that tends to be like so if, if if only extremely motivated possibly one or two issue people are going in then and mm-hmm. you're like why is this the issue we're really focusing on it's like well because they are they're you know uh, then the numbers generally say they skew older um and in terms of voter like who's this the same applies to like we talked about like who goes out and votes in a general election. Like I, th- I think similar yeah. numbers apply to who goes and participates in say leadership votes or party conventions. They um, skew
0: to the people who are going to drop 15 bucks and have the means to get to a meeting yeah. to actually vote.
1: Yes. And so I think some parties are working on it. I, I know that like the, uh, the, the Liberal Party and I think the NDP have dropped their age limit. I couldn't figure out what the Conservative Party had done. The Liberals charge nothing for you to become a member. Um, mm. Like These are sort of actions you can take to kind of reduce that. Um, now,
0: and on this topic, the Conservatives, it's just kind of to. Uh, ex- we talked about who they are, but if you really want to see who the parties are, look <laughs> at how you become a member. The Conservatives. <laughs> Uh, when they were electing their new leader in 2017, just before electing the new leader, increased the registration fee from yes. $15 to $25 and made it so that you could not pay cash and, ha- and you could only become a member by paying with a personal check or a credit card. Yes, Now, to have personal checks or a credit card... You have to be a certain type of person. And I'm not saying that it is a a minority of people who have personal checks or credit cards, but to be somebody who you have to have a bank account, you have to be somebody who, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, unless you pay rent (laughs) and (laughs) for some reason your landlord only accepts personal checks, which is becoming even like more rare, everybody pays with e-transfer. Or if you don't have a bank account, you can't join. Yeah. Right. And so, and you couldn't even use prepaid credit cards. <laughs> so, so it's like, like yeah. seventeen hundred memberships were revoked afterwards because they were joined with prepaid credit cards. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I mean, afterwards the fee was reduced back down to fifteen dollars because they considered it elitist. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, and
1: rightly so. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think yeah, you get much more, like I I think. Um, you definitely see once when parties sort of open up things like age, things like lo- like they move the location of their convention around to create more accessibility, or they introduce like sort of online um, elements of being able to participate. Um, you you see a more diverse and. I would like to think you would see a better built platform, but I who knows? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's harder to get the party to move forward. I think uh, we were talking about this before we started, but like the conservatives, I think in 2016 finally got enough young people, enough uh, center-right people um, sort of who whose focus wasn't on um, more social conservatism, but and didn't want to have they wanted to move past having a definition of marriage in the conservative party platform. And they were able to mm-hmm. finally get that vote in, but it really requires you to get the right number of people there. And, and, and all those sorts uh, coordinating the vote at a party convention in order to pass something that, pro- that I think generally would probably hold the, uh, based on national polling of Canada would hold a party back to continue to have that definition in there. Um, because typical voting members who participate in conventions are perhaps older, perhaps more socially conservative, et cetera. Um, so, if you create better accessibility, perhaps you can move your platform forward in the ways that it needs to be going more easily. Now, I mean, it's uh, it does <laughs> the 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 the, rad, the sort of the, the the people pushing more radical their their more radical opinions or stronger opinions. Um, that are leaning more right or leaning more left do help define differences between the parties. So mm-hmm. sort of if everyone participated as a party member, you just, I think you could see a very much emerging a, a of parties to be kind of like almost the same. And it's hard to tell the difference between them. Um, but I, I think generally speaking, if you really want to see, if you see certain issues like climate change is a big deal to you or um like uh like our international policies or um anything any social opinions like the place to get in and change that can really be at the party like party level your your vote will really count there <laughs> if you're worried yeah. about your vote not counting
0: i mean 2017 conservative party leadership election mm-hmm. dominated headlines for months in canada yeah. and yes. it was only voted on by 140,000 hundred and forty
1: thousand people yeah if you wanted to, you could have been one of those 140,000 people if you had a checkbook.
0: And the guy who won yes. was not was in second place <laughs> until round 13 mm-hmm. of voting and yes. then finally won on a voting discrepancy, but all the ballots were destroyed before they could remedy the discrepancy. It's craziness. Anyway, from there, let's go to a few cool things. <laughs> Kaylee. Yes. We're doing segments now. All right. And our last episode where we talked, where we went back to our roots and talked about Greece and then space news Mm -hmm. and different sorts of things. um, People loved it.
1: Yeah. Wild success.
0: Standing ovations across the world.
1: I think more importantly, we loved it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Standing ovations from us. This is what happens when you're a member of <laughs> <laughs>
1: the podcast Can we start selling party. memberships? Let's do that.
0: Oh, yeah. They're free. We yeah. can't just, we can't say, right. yeah, these people are elitists and then say, ah, yeah, let's charge everybody $15 because yes. nobody would pay. <laughs> uh, so what's your cool thing this week that you want to share?
1: Um, So my cool thing, I guess, is so I in going through like the list of like types of parties, so we're like this like outsider party or this regional nationalist party. Um, I kind of also came across, and I'm sure um, if you're kind of a political junkie, you've also come across this before, like the list of sort of uh, joke parties. Um,
0: well, who are you calling a joke party?
1: I'm calling joke, par- I, I'm not, you know, no <laughs> party that would not also potentially self-identify as, as sort of a a, 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 a funny uh, satirical party will be named here, um, but I think to a degree varying degrees do they identify as satirical. Like there, and there have been satirical parties that have success. I don't know if you heard of the best party in Iceland, but um, the no. leader of the best party in Iceland won the mayor. <laughs> of Reykjavik, um, largely as a result of a protest vote to the sort of uh, economic downturn after 2008. But he was the protest vote, and enough people protested, and uh, he became mayor of Reykjavik. But So so almost every country, or like, not every, a huge list of countries have a lot of uh, joke, uh, joke jokey sort of satirical parties that are running. Um, But um, I think Canada actually has... Some uh, some of the most, um, and we've really? had, yeah we've had a few and uh, we've had a few pretty good ones. Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, we personally know somebody <laughs> who has actually taken their yes. vote. there. I will talk about <laughs> that. So do not <laughs> jump my story
1: here. But yes, <laughs> um, I, I think to varying de- so so I'm going to list three parties varying degrees of success, um, and I think varying degrees of s- seriousness. I guess. Um, The first, and the one that I think is the most interesting in in the way that it uh, it elected its leadership, is the Canadian Extreme Wrestling Party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the fall of... Bad time to take a drink of water. (laughs) (laughs) In, In the fall of 1999, young professional wrestler named Quentin Barboni beat 11 other wrestlers... In a battle royale to become the first leader of the Canadian Extreme Wrestling Party, um, extreme wrestling. Yeah, I as as milk toast wrestling like the rest of these guys. Um, <laughs> some some I, as,
0: jokers try to milk toast wrestle.
1: As best I can tell, this party is really like Newfoundland centric. Um, okay, so take what you will from that. But they, it was you know they did. Uh, have official news conferences with reporters um, and conducted interviews with the media. Um, they had thirty pages of policy statements that they gave to the media, um, and their sort of their big issues were like uh, o- they're they're definitely a pretty leftist party. Um, their issues were like overfishing of Canadian waters, um, increasing regional development, um, withdrawing from NATO, and becoming a neutral country.
0: Wow, what? These and, are like real. I thought they were going yeah. to be like, I don't want to have to wear a singlet all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. So when I said varying levels of seriousness, this is probably the most serious. Um, I mean, the most and the least. I yes. Guess. As a civil case. T- <laughs> I don't know. And, yeah. And then and guaranteed annual income for all Canadians was like sort of the last one. But yeah, no, some real policy that wow. people currently really Wow, UBI really in
0: 1999? Yeah. This is when this was? Wow. Yeah. Huh. 20 years ahead of their time.
1: There you go. Yeah. Um and then the second one um is called the FU party. Um it is supposedly stands for uh the fed up party. Um its leader its leader was the uh Ed the Sock Puppet um which is like sort of a comedic uh character um right. uh Canadian thing. Um but he announced his intention to run in for Prime Minister in 20, uh, 2011 to fight apathy and stupidity in government, um, and then he also like developed a, he had a blog called Nobody's Puppet, uh, where he like would talk about his thoughts on politics and uh, the media industry. Uh, he kind of said like that he was successful because the NDP were able to have their big wave in twenty eleven, but and he was like definitely anti conservative but the Conservatives still won. So I don't know. It, it, the whole thing is kind of like, I don't think he, it, it seems like it was just a joke. Uh, he didn't really, he didn't run anything. It wasn't an official, it wasn't an officially registered party, um, but like they did have like volunteers and uh, campaign and stuff like that for a wow. while.
0: I super did not know that Ed the Sock was Canadian.
1: Yeah. Well, there you huh. go. This is
0: like something I feel like I've just seen a lot of my life was Ed the Sock.
1: He's Canadian and he's run for prime minister. So, what? wow. I thought
0: he just had like a late night television show.
1: You you call yourself a host of a political podcast.
0: What am I missing? I thought this, I thought, what? This is wild.
1: (laughs) I I mean, I think ultimately you're not missing anything very interesting. He was pretty unsuccessful, I think. But the FU party is a little funny. Huh. And then my third party and <laughs> and probably most established so I guess yeah. uh, I don't know what scale of seriousness you want to give it but um, and this is the party that we have a friend who voted for but we will not reveal their identity <laughs> um, uh, is the Rhino Party. Uh, yeah it was established in the 1970s and it's just like a bunch of artists and comedic sort of people who came together to like sort of introduce uh, sort of lightheartedness to elections. Yeah, Um, a bunch of
0: friggin' hosers getting together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> um, they said that they named it the Rhino Party because rhinos are like politicians in that they're thick-skinned, slow-moving, dim-witted, can move fast as hell when da- in danger, and have large, hairy horns growing out of the middle of their faces. <laughs> yeah, and at one point, in the <gasps> 1970s, I think, they ran 120 candidates nationwide and got 110,000 votes. So wow, th- there was a point when they were they're sort of like... I guess the and Their other like claim to fame is that like their most prominent candidate was uh, Guy Laliberte, who was like a founder of mm-hmm. Cirque du Soleil. Um, he wore the party badge when he went up into space in two thousand and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they did run in, they also ran like 25 people, I think in 2015, um, they Mm. didn't run anybody in Prince Edward Island because the leader of the party, Sebastien, uh, uh, or Corvo, his, he's, I don't know what his name is. It's unclear. Um, (laughs) uh, didn't know anybody (laughs) in PEI. So we didn't run anybody there. Um,
0: (laughs) Uh, I was going to say. Probably most successful party at getting people to space, but then I remembered that the liberals but, but yeah, have an actual arm. astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Gardot was like yeah. a liberal and yeah. also a real astronaut. Yeah. No, I. Dang.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, the Rhino uh, Party's claim to fame there is, is limited. Oh, um, but look
0: up the, the Rhino Party platforms are actually funny. Yeah. Like, I find I, a I lot of the stuff not that funny. Yeah. Or it's just like kind of dumb, yeah. but man.
1: Well, like, it was, yeah, what That's was it? Promote me. promote higher education by building taller schools. That's funny. Pave the Bay of Funny to make more parking for the Maritimes. <laughs> uh, count the Thousand Islands to make sure Americans didn't steal any.
0: It's just, it gets me every time. I've paved the Bay of Funny.
1: <laughs> Ban guns and uh, butter, both kill. <laughs> Um, Oh, uh, highly topical to the 2015 election. Reform the retail lottery scheme by replacing cash prizes with Senate appointments. Oh. Yeah.
0: That's something that uh, Conservative Surplus 2015 would have tweeted out. (laughs) 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 And
1: then uh, I guess the last one that I'll I'll mention is move the national capital to capsicizing Ontario. Because that's Kapis-Kasing? like Capascasing Ontario, because that is geographically the center of and demographically, I guess, the center of Canada. That was what's it's so easy of, to say, yeah, and just perfect. Everybody in Ottawa will love the relocation. Um, <laughs> but like of of note, they did um, they did get banned from running for a while because you had to run at least fifty in fifty ridings um, at a cost of a thousand dollars per riding for a, like since ni- in nineteen ninety three. Um, and then so their leader at the time, Brian Salam- Salami, who changed his name to <laughs> Sa- Tan, um, launched like a $50 million lawsuit um, on the electoral reform law. Um, and all this to say, like the law, it turns out, wasn't in existence anymore. So the lawsuit got dropped and you didn't need to run that many people or pay that much. But there is a court case now that is... Uh, Say Tan versus Her Majesty the Queen, um, and that's sort of <laughs> I think another Rhino Party like claim to fame. It's pretty funny, um, but yeah, it's like their purpose definitely falls under the like bringing levity to um, Canadian political discourse. Wait.
0: Okay, so if I'm done wrong to, yeah, under a law that yeah. I think is like unconstitutional or yes. whatever, yes, but then that law is repealed. Yes, I can't then like get reparation for it just because the laws are i mean like they say they still screwed me
1: i think that perhaps um they just didn't really like want to take on the like that seitan didn't want to take on the cost of the lawsuit to like Hmm. keep pursuing it um and perhaps dropped it i didn't read quite enough to know to know how that all um played out but
0: all right my cool thing is aptly named Uh, To end off our longest ever episode This is incredibly
1: long. Uh,
0: TLDR News. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Which (laughs) probably a lot of my cool things are going to be YouTube channels. That's Um, fine. If you liked our coverage of Brexit, Mm. hold on to your butts. Because (laughs) (laughs) TLDR News puts out like two or three videos a week probably oh that's exactly And they're all like eight to like 13 minutes long like they're pretty like quick yeah quick things to watch and they go into like just the right level of depth exclusively around uk politics okay um and so also they just cover brexit like when when like Theresa May was having all her meaningful votes and being, like, <laughs> shut down in record high numbers. Yeah. I learned all that stuff from TLDR News. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> yeah. If, if you want to see what we're regurgitating, go to the source. <laughs> Check them out. Um, a super good YouTube channel. Super nice guys. it seems. They have, like, some fun merch. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some good, like spotlight pieces on certain uh, members of parliament or groups in parliament. That's where I learned about the 1912 committee um, and like speaker Burkow and uh, what makes him so great. Uh, so <laughs> definitely check them out. Uh, we yeah. won't go on too much longer, but TLDR news, they'll be in the newsletter. And yeah. if, so if you want a link, check out the newsletter or probably our Twitter.
1: It's, I like it because it helps me understand. Like, like I feel like we have just done a podcast with probably like a lot of like, inside canadian jokes where like some people aren't going to get it um yeah and then like if only there was a tldr about canadian politics to like break down what what are we saying when we're talking about this that isn't actually relatable to anybody outside of wait uh, isn't that us well hopefully but we've also <laughs> we'll go back through this episode <laughs> figure out what we need to re-explain and we will really it, it's just to generate more episodes it'll be fine but yes no i think I, I like that because i can under i can break down what's happening in canada but it is takes me a long time to figure out what is going on in the uk because it's weird
0: and you get to seem super smart the next day at work when you get to explain this stuff to other people
1: yes yes and i hope that when you listen to this podcast you get to also seem super smart uh, to your coworkers, and if
0: you want to seem even smarter yeah make sure to sign up for the probably what politics newsletter by sending us an email at prob or probably about politics at gmail.com uh, or sending us a tweet at prob politics on twitter mm-hmm. or-, or sending us a text message or just saying you want on next time you see us in person give us a call give us a video yeah. chat on facebook or something i
1: mean i think you can call us on anchor we, we haven't been promoting that but you can leave us a voicemail uh, yes
0: yeah, send us a voice message on anchor and we will definitely 100 percent play it on the podcast
1: i'll play it to help me go to sleep it's gonna be great
0: <laughs> thanks for listening to probably about politics this is probably our last episode of summer school for season two so find us in august with an exciting piece de resistance uh episode uh on climate change
1: yeah like rate and follow
0: like rate and review
1: review right.
0: on itunes and uh make sure to say that you like the pod next time you see us see you later
1: <laughs> Oof.